Oh, what fresh hell is this? This is the Cigar Tipsters Podcast. Welcome to a very special edition of the Cigar Tipsters Podcast. Junior and Ben are here with you. And on the show tonight, we have the author of Cigar Blueprint, Mark Hall, along with his lovely fiancée and editor of Cigar Blueprint, Yvonne Scheider. All right, so let's get right into it. Uh, Mark, I want to go into some of your background before Cigar Blueprint. What, uh, what industry led you to the book? Well, uh, I've been in, uh, in graphic design and publishing for practically my entire life. I... Uh, I majored in that in college and uh, started my own uh, business in the in the early 80s, uh, graphic design firm and, and publishing company, and uh, functioned as a as an advertising agency. And um, in the, the late 80s, I developed a real passion for cigar smoking, and so I wanted to take my background in, uh, in what I knew in the industry of publishing and graphic art and uh, combine that with my passion for cigar smoking and uh, the Cigar Blueprint was kind of the uh, result of all of that. Many, many years later, um, I, um, I, I began to study cigars and, and the processes that behind making them. Uh, it went through the Tobacconist University curriculum and became certified. Uh, before that, I was actually in, uh, I actually started heavily getting involved with the CRA, became a Cigar um, Rights of America ambassador for Ohio, and um, it's just been kind of a progression. Um, I wanted to know what I was smoking. I wasn't satisfied with just grabbing a cigar off the shelf and smoking it. Uh, I wanted to know more and more about it, and so uh, that's kind of what led me to doing a journal uh, because it was so easy to forget what I liked and what I didn't like because I smoked so many different cigars. Uh, and the journal was, uh, was a way that I could keep track of uh, the cigars I wanted to buy again and the ones that uh, I wanted to avoid second time around. Absolutely. And not to stray from the subject, but I see both of you have a cigar in your hand tonight, so I'm curious <laughs> what you're both smoking on there. Uh, well, we're both smoking flatheads, and um, uh, it just it was just in the top of the humidor, and we grabbed them out. Uh, I've got the uh, Spark Plug, which is one of my all-time favorites, and uh, Yvonne is smoking actually the thinner, longer version of that, um, uh, basically the same blend. Uh, what is the number on that? Thing? 642. 642. But yeah. we, we usually do have a cigar in our hands. Yeah. So. yeah, it's pretty rare that we don't have a cigar in our hands. Well, that just means you're my kind of people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Cigar Blueprint, it is an awesome reference journal. Uh, when you sat down to write this book, what, what was your main goal for the book? Well, I wanted to... I wanted to take the knowledge that I had uh, gained through the Tobacconist University and just in my own research um, and, and find a way to combine that into a compact uh, book that, uh, that a person could have with them uh, in their pocket, in their purse, uh, and, and easily be able to bring that to a cigar lounge or sitting on the back porch. And uh, to be able to have the, the terminology that's used in the industry right at your fingertips and to be able to go back and refresh yourself about the processes of how cigars are constructed, made, tobacco is fermented, all of those type of things. I wanted to have that easily accessible um, and also combine that with the journal, which in the Cigar Blueprint in the first edition, there's 50 pages for you to actually sit and journal your own thoughts uh, about what you're smoking. And 
I worked with uh, some great people in the industry, some very dear friends like Jose Blanco and uh, Rick Rodriguez and Michael Giannini and Tom Azuka and I, I mean Matt Booth. I mean I could go on and on. And the input from these people w was invaluable to me. It helped me to put this all together. Uh, Jose Blanco is just a master blender, uh, a true master blender. So many people, you know, claim that and, and really aren't and can't back it up. But Jose really has the credentials to back that up. And Jose helped me quite a bit with uh, with uh, putting together the the book and the and wrote the forward to the book actually, and helped with the tasting portion of the book. So the tasting journal has some really really nice uh, charts and uh, graphs where you can actually easily put put down your thoughts about what you're smoking as far as on different scales, different levels of, of strength and flavor profiles and, and so on and so forth. And there's also a page uh, there's also a section on the back of each page where you can freely write down your thoughts, affix the band, that type of thing. So yep. that, it was my idea to basically just make something very easy to have with you um, and something fun. I mean I think education should be fun. And I'm, I'm totally not anti-apps uh, or, or uh, digital, uh, the digital world that we live in, but I, I still think that a lot of people really like to put pen to paper, and I know I do. And it's something that I would rather be sitting, writing my thoughts down uh, and, and holding my cigar and enjoying my cigar than using both my thumbs to be typing into, uh, into my smartphone the thoughts that I have. So I, I just wanted something that was a little old school, but yet still kind of, you know, um, modern. And this, I think this combines the best of all of that. Well, I think Ben and I will both agree with you on that. And I think cigar smokers in general would, would agree with you on that. There, there are so many things in this world that are becoming lost art forms, uh, cigar smoking being one of them and some of the traditions that go along with it. So it's nice to see you trying to bring back one of these older traditions, you know, putting pen to paper, you know, part of cigar smoking is relaxing, and one way to relax is to put your damn phone down for five minutes and <laughs> <laughs> try to turn off I the agree. world. But, uh, yeah, ben, I, no, I agree. Ben, what's your thoughts on that? Oh, I, I totally agree with that. I think sometimes you have to go back to basics, and I actually really respect that going back to the old school of literally just writing pen to paper, that type of style, uh, to get your thoughts out. I think that in and of itself will help you slow down, gather your thoughts, and put together what you really want to say. And like you said, you know, cigar smoking is a, uh, a diminishing, it is an art. It, you know, it's not just a hobby, it's, it's a passionate thing. So you actually have to, it forces you to set time in your day and enjoy works of art. Um, being the cigars. I'm smoking uh, an Arturo Puente Rosada right now and it is just, it's magnificent, you know, and so you, you have to appreciate what you have and, and the work and the time it took to get to this point. Uh, and and I, I think that cigar blueprint book really, I mean, there were a lot of things that I thought I knew and just read, I've read it, you know, cover to cover at least three or four times and there's something, well, I didn't know that or, you know, that's something new. And it's, it's very foundational. You can get even if you've never smoked cigar, you can read that book and pick up a lot of foundational information, uh, and it teaches you a lot whether you're an expert or a novice. Um, it's very easy to read and very easy to understand, and I really appreciate that. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And what I'm going to skip ahead a little bit here, but one of the sections that I absolutely love in the book, and I don't care if you're smoking your first cigar or your 10,000th cigar, Go get that book and read the section on humidor etiquette because there are so many <laughs> things, so many things that a person can learn, myself included, about how to handle yourself in a humidor and what to do and what not to do and things like that. Uh, that happens to be my favorite section of the book. Well, we've we've been getting some really positive feedback from the from the B and M's, the brick and mortars out there because you know no one is really uh, ever that I'm aware of put that out in, in print in this fashion because you know you just you just simply do not walk into a humidor with a lit cigar and most people you know it happens all the time they don't think about it but you, you, you just don't do that I mean it, it taints the the cigars that are resting in that humidor and, and you don't take a cigar and 
and put it to your nose and, and touch it to your nose and smell the cigar uh, and then put it back into the box or on the shelf because the next person that comes along, you know, it's not going to their nose, it's going to their mouth. And so there's, there's, there's a lot of things like that that, uh, that people uh, take, you know, take for granted or they, they don't think about. And I know they don't, they don't mean to go in and, and, and be improper in the humidor, but it happens. And I wanted to address that in this book. Uh, because, and, and as I said, a lot of stores have commented on the fact that they, they're thankful that, 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 that that's in there because, you know, sometimes they'll post these things as you walk into a humidor, but then they, you know, they feel like maybe people will look at that and think that they're being snobbish or something, but it's not that at all. It's, it's just the do's and don'ts of the way you conduct yourself when you're inside of a, an enclosed humidor. Um, and so we wanted to talk about that as well as so many other things, but I, I agree. I like, I like that section in the book. A lot of thought went into that uh, from just personal experiences, things that I've seen over the many years that I've been in, in uh, cigar shops and, uh, and some of the feedback that I've gotten from store owners. And uh, I think an educated cigar smoker is a really good cigar smoker. And um, I think education can be fun, and I think it should be fun. But, you know, unless you're the type of person that just wants to smoke a cigar mindlessly, and, 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 and that's okay too, but I think – Today, more people are really interested in knowing about what they're smoking and what, what makes it taste the way it does and how it got from a seed to the shelf where they could purchase it. And, and for those people, that's what the book's about. If, if you're a beginning smoker or if you're an advanced smoker, it really makes no difference. There's something in there for everyone. And the big part of the book, in my opinion, is the journaling section, which actually makes that book your book. And that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to allow you to take the foundation that I put together in the book and create a book that was personally yours. And once you fill the first book that you buy, 50 cigars later, you go get another book. And you fill that. And before you know it, you've built a library of your own books, your own experiences in the, in, in the cigar um, journey that, you, that you're taking. And you, know, you begin to know what you like, what you don't like, what makes the cigar taste the way you like it and what you want to avoid. So once you learn that, then when you see a cigar on the shelf and you and you know what the blend is, if it's Nicaraguan, if it's Honduran, if it's what you know whatever combination of those things, um, you'll give it a shot because it'll fall into flavor profiles that you've uh, journaled in your book. And uh, that's that's the big thing for me is I want the book to be personally uh, yours, the person that buys the book. I want that to become their book. And that's a great concept, and it goes back to that old world art aspect of it. You know, you build your, like you said, your own library of of what you've smoked, what you liked about it, the bands. You can save it all. And I, I will say I did have a minor mind slip when I said favorite part of the book because I did forget page 45. <laughs> hey, that's everybody's favorite part of the book. Uh, there's so, no question about that. So, so my apologies for my temporary mind slip. Uh, well, I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you. And and let's talk a little bit about page forty-five because it, it it's much more than just your pretty face. It talks about women and cigar smoking in general and the plight that sort of faces women cigar smokers. So, tell me a little bit about what brought you to write that. Well, first of all, I appreciate the compliment. Yeah, um, but, but secondly, I've been smoking cigars since 1996, and that's a long time. And I was amazed at, and still am amazed at how many times I'll walk into a humidor and somebody wants to know if I'm shopping for my father, for a husband, for a boyfriend. And I was perplexed by the fact that they weren't asking me what I was smoking, what I was looking for. Did I have any questions? So, you know, there are three million, over three million admitted female cigar smokers. Yet, some cigar shops, you know, when a woman walks in there, it's quite the, you know, quite the anomaly. Or people are all excited because there were three women at the cigar event. And I don't really understand that completely. I, I, I think that the educational piece of this is, is key. 
you know, the whole thing of knowledge being power. If I know what I'm smoking and I, same thing with the journal. If I've gone through and, and I know what cigars I like and what I don't like, um, it, it does make me a more educated smoker. I, I used to really get annoyed when I would show up in a humidor and somebody would automatically want to take me to perhaps a light cigar or a flavored cigar without any regard for what it is that I, I do want to smoke. And typically I'm smoking a medium to full-bodied cigar. So I just want women to be able to at least get close to a level playing field, if not a completely level playing field, with, with men who are smoking cigars. It's, it's, I don't have to tell you, it's an incredible way to relax. Cigar people are the best people in the world. It's a great place for a slowed down conversation. Like you said, put your electronics down, put, put your phone down and just connect with another human being. And if you're doing that over a cigar, you're probably sitting still for an hour to, to two hours and, and connecting with people. And that's part of the beauty of, of smoking cigars. Absolutely. You know, we, we had an interesting experience with you guys, you know, or I did, I don't know, a month or two ago. You know, we sat down and we, we smoked for probably five or six hours in, in a couple of different yeah. shops. And, you know, time goes by at a different pace when you're relaxed like that. And that's, that's what cigar smoking is all about. Well, you know, I think the educational piece of this again, and I keep going back to that, is is that as as a cigar smoker, um, we've learned that cigars in moderation, like you know, so many other things, are not harmful. I mean, cigars are not uh, the same as cigarettes, and trying to educate people about this is is important. I, I've learned that over the years working with the CRA. Um, people do not understand the distinctions and they many times they don't want to know the distinctions but cigars um, are shown to uh, de-stress um, you know trace amounts of nicotine has been in, in studies that I've read has shown to uh, to help people that are struggling with the onset of dementias uh, it provides some clarity of thought um, there are a number of incredibly beneficial things that come from smoking a premium tobacco product like cigars or pipes. Um, and I think educating people with that type of knowledge is key. And there is nothing better than sitting, as we did, Mark, just recently, you know, and, uh, and, and just sharing experiences and talking about, you know, life, um, whether it's whether it's the, uh, the the beautiful, wonderful life you have of living on a <laughs> boat, which we envy completely, um, or whether it's traveling around the country talking to people about, you know, our entry into the cigar industry that we love, um, it's a chance to share and talk and to slow down and relax. And I and I truly believe that that in and of itself extends people's life and helps people to uh, gain perspective. Uh, Maybe they've had a terrible, stressful day, and to be able to sit down and do that with the friends, uh, it changes everything completely. Well, and to go back to what you were talking about, about educating people on the difference between cigars and cigarettes, you know, Ben brought up a, a topic a couple of weeks ago. Uh, another problem we have is in movies and TV and things like that is the way cigars are portrayed. And Ben, I don't know if you want to take a second and kind of spin off on that topic. Yeah, you know, it's just anytime I've, I've just kind of, you know, I read an article and I started watching some movies and the things that sort of popped into mind would be like, there was that bad guy in one of the Hulk movies and he has a cigar in his mouth, but he's the bad guy. And then there was that movie in Daredevil. I know these are all superhero movies, but there was portraying somebody who's a cigar smoker as being just this hyper affluent, domineering, you know, uh, you know, bad guy. And so when people see a cigar smoker, that's what the media is portraying to people. Um, and I think that's kind of an unfair advantage because that's not, you know cigar smoker doesn't walk around acting all like a like a boss and being pompous about it. So I don't know if there's some sort of media skew behind that, but just from what I've seen, like that's kind of an unfair display of what the cigar smoker really is, you know. Um, but, you know, and I, I you know it's just something that I found out about. It's kind of kind of a weird way to to portray cigars. You know, if you're the only way you smoke cigars is if you're not a really terrible guy. That's, 
I don't think I'm terrible. <laughs> um, you know, and I, I wanted to ask you something, Mark, in relation to uh, your book. You had mentioned before, I just wanted to touch a basis towards the beginning you mentioned as far as Tobacco University, and that's something that I actually never really heard of until I read your book. Could you expound a little bit on that and kind of like your journey through that? Because now that you're certified and everything, tell me a little bit more information about it. Yeah, it's, it's actually one of the best resources I have ever found uh, anywhere uh, for anyone that wants to learn and understand cigars. And, this, and, and it's, it's an online uh, university, uh, and basically um, the, the, the content of my book is a condensed version of what the Tobacconist University offers. Um, I encourage anyone uh, who wants to understand cigars in real depth to check out the Tobacconist University. It's uh, there's videos, there's lectures, there's uh, tons, just tons and tons of topics. Everything you can imagine is 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 covered. Uh, and if you're interested in taking that to the next level, they offer various levels of certification. Um, there is actually even a consumer-based level of certification. So you don't have to necessarily want to be in the industry or be in retail in the industry. Uh, you can be certified as a consumer, and, uh, and, I, and I love that. Uh, my certification is, is a certified Salesforce tobacconist. I'm one step below a certified master tobacconist. And the, my ultimate goal is to actually get that higher level of certification. In order for me to do that, I have to actually spend a certain amount of hours in a growing region, which I'm, I'm planning on doing in, in coming months. Um, but I, I love the Tobacconist University, and I highly recommend it. Um, the goal of the Tobacconist University is to provide a continuity throughout the industry, which this industry has suffered dramatically from over the years. There's, there's no continuity uh, in, in the industry as far as is standards of training for salespeople in, in, in the tobacco shops. You and I all, we all know that we've walked into uh, tobacco shops and uh, God bless them, but the person working in the shop was, was a clerk. They, they could check you out of the, whatever you bought, they could check you out at the register, but they could offer you no help at all um, in making your selection and understanding uh, the various cigars that were in, in their shop. And Tobacco University is trying to change that and provide a standard of education that shops across the country can can have their employees attend this uh, university and and learn what it really means to be a tobacconist. Um, and and I think it's a wonderful thing. And a lot of even a lot of manufacturers are now having their sales force go through the Tobacco University and be trained. Um, so the guys that are out there actually selling the product to the retailers. Are becoming certified, and I and I, I think that's wonderful. I'd like to speak to Ben's point about the media, because as a female smoker, I think a lot of times there's a lot of sex attached to that. I think that you know the other night I was watching some Alaskan show, and and Mark and I both popped in, looked at each other, and said, "That woman's smoking a cigar." <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where sex came into the picture of smoking cigars. Um, I've heard that I'm too pretty to smoke a cigar, and I don't really know what that means. I don't know if women are supposed to be manly looking, or it's, you know, I'm a, I'm a mom, I speak French, I like to take walks. I'm not a, I'm not just a cigar smoker, and I, and I think that even the media for women cigar smokers, somewhere people have, I think a lot of people have this image that we, I don't know, we don't bathe, we live in the backwoods, um, or we're, you know, we're the, the July pinup, and we're, we're, we're people just, just like the men who are smoking cigars. So I wish that the image would change, that it's not um, a surprise when a woman's smoking a cigar, that it's not... Um, Again, it's not something that you hardly ever see because it is, again, there's a big piece of that that's just coming together of people and relaxing and talking and, and Mark, you're exactly right. This kind of 
talking with your your voice box tends to, to be going away, and it, and it's it is difficult to to sit in the cigar shop with your thumbs clacking on on your cell phone and and connect with people. And I think that that's something that would be frowned upon um, when people get together to smoke cigars. So it's um, I wish more women would would get out and do it. Um, I've heard some of the funniest stories uh, about women when they start smoking cigars. In fact, the first time I ever was offered a cigar, I was at a party, and the, the gentleman having the party told me that the lady cigars were on the mantle. And I didn't know what a lady cigar was, but I, I went ahead and, and that's where it all started for, for me. Um, being masculine or feminine and I think you know cigars have been predominantly uh, you know involved with by by men and so when women try to get on the scene the only way they really get portrayed and I've seen this in magazines is that they have to have some sort of sexy pose with a cigar you know just to be enticing again lean towards mm -hmm. to be men but there are a lot of women out there that have their own cigar clubs they run cigar shops and they're just on the same level of respect being smoking what I would prefer to be a unisex cigar. The cigar doesn't know the difference. Okay, mm -hmm. and women can enjoy it just as much as men can. Anytime I have, you know, any woman is, or a girl that I talk to that's interested in, I always encourage it because, you know, I, I think it's just the way it's been portrayed. And I think that's an unfair mm -hmm. advantage. And if a woman wants to smoke cigars, like, well, so do you just want to, you know, promote them in marketing magazines? No, I want to smoke them and enjoy them like everyone else. Mm -hmm. I don't see why that's such. I don't see why that's such a problem. And if I think more women should get involved. And and enjoy it like the rest of us. Why not? You know, and, and I smoke cigars alone in my car. I smoke cigars alone in my house. When the weather breaks, I'll be alone in my backyard at times. So it's not just about wanting to make a statement. It's a very relaxing, um, a, a passion of, of mine as well. I started to say before, one of the funniest stories I heard, I was asking a woman one time about her first cigar. And she was telling me that she had reached a point in her life where she felt she had raised her kids, she was married for a very long time, and she felt like she was getting a little defiant and uh, a little sassy. And this was something that, you know, oh my goodness, she thought someday I'm just going to do this. And, and so she finally goes into her cigar shop and she gets a cigar and she, she smokes it. And then she drives really fast to get home so she can strip off all of her clothing throw it in the washing machine, get upstairs and take a shower and wash her hair before her husband gets home because she's afraid he's going to smell the smoke on her. So, uh, so clearly things have progressed for her since that time, but I, I, I look forward to the day when there's not a stigma for women, you know, who go and smoke a cigar. So I think the more of us that come together, the more it normalizes the, this experience. I think there's a lot of women out there that would love to participate in cigar events. Um, and I think they're, for one reason or another, they don't come because I know when Yvonne and I met, we met in a cigar shop, and uh, she expressed to me that she would love to go to, to more events, but she didn't want to be the only woman there, or she didn't want to um, uh, necessarily go by herself. She wanted other people to join her and to try to find other women that would come and, and smoke as well, and, and I think that the more and more this normalizes, as Yvonne put it, I, I think that, that, that you're going to see an increase in, uh, in the female smokers that will come out to these events. And I, and I applaud the shops that are actually trying to uh, encourage all ladies' nights, you know, uh, cigar smoking for, for the ladies. And I think that's all well and good, and I, think, I, I love that. But I also think that it's going to be nice when those groups can combine together and because we all need each other in this in this fight that we have um, to enjoy our freedoms as cigar smokers, um, you know every every way every which way you turn, there's someone trying to stop. No matter what your uh, you know no matter what your gender, they, they're trying to stop you from enjoying the freedom of smoking a cigar. And uh, I think as Yvonne brings out in the book, you know there's over three million female cigar smokers. I, I'm sure there's there's far more than that, um, but that's a voice, and we need everyone together um, to to rally behind groups like the CRA and and help to protect our freedoms um, across the country with uh, the with all the smoking bans that are 
I mean, we just recently went through a fight in, in Kentucky, of all places, uh, a neighboring state for us here in Ohio, and, and they were trying to get a statewide smoking ban. I mean, Kentucky is a tobacco state. It's just, it's, it, it seems ludicrous to me, but they come very close every time they try to do this to, to putting a ban in place. And the only way that we fight that is as a group and as coming together as a, as, as a, as a collective group of cigar smokers, male, female, it makes no difference. And, uh, and, I, and I applaud what the women's groups that are out there are trying to do to bring women out to their shops and get them more and more involved in this great passion that we have. I agree. We have to figure out a way to erase the stigma of female intimidation that yes there's going to be only maybe a few women at these events but they're more than welcome and more than encouraged to to be more involved that like you said there's probably there's only three million that are declared out there but there are probably many many more that are just maybe intimidated well you know this guy he was you know my husband wants to go out with his with his buddies and you know it's an all that all the men do their machismo thing and i i don't think that's i don't think that's fair i think women should be just as involved, and if you have a passion for cigars, by all means, stand up, say something, you know, be the collective group and, and, and get involved, you know, you have just as right, much right to enjoy it as anybody else. And as an, as an economic impact, a large percent of women work, and they have their own, you know, their own pot of money, and, and, and they're spending it on things, and things that, that they enjoy, and to be more welcomed in a in a cigar shop and and to be made more mainstream in um, you know what's going on in the tobacco industry, I think is key. I agree. And uh, yeah, I definitely agree. It's it's great to see the the strides that are happening, but there's definitely a lot more that needs to happen. Uh, one thing. I will say, the first time we attended Chattanooga Tweet Up, I was amazed by the amount of women that were there, and that impressed me, and there was even more the second year we attended, which would have been last year, 2014, so I think it's getting better, but there's definitely still work to be done. You know, the, the, the thing, too, that, that I think as far as work to be done universally is, you know, when, when you look at the ingredients on a pack of cigarettes, there's a lot of things I can't pronounce on those packages. And when you look at the ingredients in a cigar, it's tobacco. Mm -hmm. And so I don't really know how the two got lumped together necessarily. Um, it's, it's confusing to me, but I, I think at the end of the day, it goes back to what our, our civil rights, our civil liberties are. You know, this is, if I want to smoke a cigar, if Mark wants to smoke a cigar, it, it at times seems overwhelming that, you know, the taxes, there's talk about raising taxes. There's, I mean, taxes have been raised. People talk about raising them again and again and again, and I, I don't understand why we're being targeted as, as an industry. Well, I think it's lack of education again. I mean, uh, obviously, it's easier for people to just put one label on all tobacco and, and just group it all together and, 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 and declare that it's bad. Uh, than it is to educate themselves about the differences. I mean, there's there's a great difference between someone who uh, drinks wine and and savors a glass of wine, understands wine, uh, and 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 someone that just grabs a bottle off the shelf to drown their sorrows. Um, you know, I mean, with, with cigar smoking, I always I always relate cigar smoking uh, to uh, to wine because it's so similar. In the processes that that the tobacco goes through, uh, tea is another similar uh, similar product that goes through a uh, a growing and a fermenting process and aging and that type of thing. So these these are artisan products and people that for years have set and journaled their thoughts about various wines that they enjoy. You know, we've just not really had a structured way of doing that in the cigar world until, in my opinion now, until the Cigar Blueprint. And I was, I was so um, thankful to uh, Rick Rodriguez of CAO, uh, who is uh, very much a part of the book. Um, his comment to me was, the industry has needed this for years and years. And um, 
that, that really meant a lot because I really feel like we've tapped into something here to help people in the industry to begin to understand just how special a cigar is. Um, you know, a cigar is something that goes through literally hundreds of hands before it actually ends up in your hand. Uh, from seed all the way through to the store shelf, it's an amazing process. And we outline that in the book and we talk about that and we educate you about that as a cigar smoker. Um, I think appreciation of the product is a, is a big part of where we have headed with the book and the direction we've taken the book so that people do understand and I think as people understand the differences between cigars and cigarettes and that type of thing it's a win-win all the way around because we want to take the stigma away that all smoking is bad. Um, you know, if you eat your weight in cake every day, that's not going to be healthy. If you smoke cigars from morning to night, you can make an argument that maybe that's not healthy. Moderation is the key to just about anything that we do in life. But overall, if you really get down to it and look at it, there's nothing, there's no evidence out there in any way, shape, or form. I don't care if you're talking from the Heart Association, the Cancer uh, Society, there is no white paper out there that proves that cigar smoking is bad, uh, that tobacco in general as a product is bad. It's amazing to me that a, a totally legal product is demonized the way it is in the world. Um, and it's, I think it's in large part because of lack of education. And uh, if, if nothing else, I think if we, if we emphasize nothing else in this podcast, it's the key, in my opinion, to enjoying a wonderful cigar is to be educated about the cigar uh, and to be educated about why it's good and, and, and what I like about it. I mean, I, before I actually started really getting into this, I knew what I liked. I mean, I didn't know how to express what I liked. I knew when I tasted something that it appealed to me and I wanted to smoke that again and again. And if I found that same flavor profile in another cigar, then that also became one of the cigars on my purchase list. But I really didn't know why I liked it. I didn't know what I was tasting, and I didn't understand. You know, it, it, it would be it would be like uh, going out to a restaurant and eating food, and oh my God, I love this red sauce, and it's wonderful. But I don't know what's in it that makes me really crave it and want it. And then all of a sudden, I find out that oh, there's this great ingredient in there called garlic, and there's this other spice in there called oregano. And so I begin to understand why I like that red sauce. The same with cigars. Once you begin to educate yourself and understand what you're tasting in the cigar, and not everyone's going to be a cigar aficionado, and, and that's not really our goal with the book, but we want you to understand what you like, and we want you to be able to walk into a cigar shop, male or female, and make an intelligent purchase based on your knowledge and not waste your eight or nine or ten dollars on a cigar that you're not going to like, um, and 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 I think if nothing <laughs> in and of itself that makes the book very valuable because think of all the money you're going to save by not buying cigars that you're probably not going to like if you know you don't care for a particular type of leaf or a particular type of style of cigar a vitola a, a shape a, 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 you know you're not going to necessarily want to go buy that again because you've already determined for yourself as a personal smoker what you like and what you want. And that's that's a big part of what the book's about as well. You know, well, even though I think page 45 arguably is the best page in the, <laughs> in the first half of the book, in the first half of the book, I, the journal I think is brilliant, not just because I think Mark is brilliant, but, but, but again, I found myself going into cigar shops and feeling kind of like I didn't know what I was talking about. And I could sometimes remember the band. Oh, it was shiny. It had a bird on it or what, what, whatever that the case might, might have been. But to learn that, hey, personally, I'm not as fond of a mild cigar as I am a full-bodied cigar. But over, over that first, you know, the early years, I had men in cigar shops tell me, oh, you don't want that. That's too strong. Well, no, I do like a strong cigar. 
so it, it it has been nice to to figure out you know is is a Cameroon wrapper my my favorite or um, you know again do I do do I like box press do I not I think it makes like like you said. There's less waste if if your preference is not a particular flavor, then you're not buying that and thinking, oh, I don't even like cigars because there's so many choices. And I think it's wonderful to be able to keep track and hone in on, you know, I like a peppery or I don't like a peppery. Um, and I think that's really the most important part of the book. I think the education clearly is key, but once you have that, you continue to smoke new cigars that come out, cigars you haven't tried, old cigars, and you, you really hone in on, on what makes you passionate about your passion. Uh, you know, another section of the book that we really haven't talked about, well, there's, there's a couple of sections we'll probably address before the podcast is over, but one of the sections that I really, really like is the, is the glossary of terms. Um, so many times you'll be in a cigar shop or sitting with other cigar smokers that maybe have been smoking for a few more years than you have, and you'll hear a certain term. And you know, and, and, and I guess this is the this is kind of a sexist statement, but it's the old thing about guys not wanting to ask directions or guys <laughs> not wanting to read instructions. But you you don't. <laughs> it's true. She says. It's true. Yeah. But you don't necessarily feel comfortable in saying. What did you mean by that? You know, um, and, and the book really alleviates that. You can basically find any term that you will hear uh, in a cigar shop or in a conversation with other cigar smokers, and it's defined in the book, so you'll understand. Um, and and that was that was very important for me to put that in the book so that it was right there at your fingertips whenever you wanted it. And uh, again, I mean, you know, certainly you can jump online. And Google knows everything, and you can find these things out. But, but back to the old school thing. I, I, I think the fact that you can have it with you, and you, and you can flip into the book, and you can be looking these things up. There's, there's something kind of romantic about that. And uh, so I wanted to include a, a very, very concise glossary of terms. And it actually takes up, as far as an individual section, other than the journal. It's one of the larger sections in the book, uh, as as far as page count goes, and uh, and I think that's very a uh, very key part of the book. Uh, again, back to the educational aspect, it's very easy to take take the time to study this book as you as you smoke a cigar, pick it up from time to time, and just go back and refresh yourself on cigar terminology. Uh, it's right it's right there for you. And for those listeners out there who want to learn more about the book and what's in the book. Uh, these guys just recently, uh, last night as a matter of fact, we were having a conversation about this. You just launched your website, cigarblueprint.com. Uh, great looking website. I had the chance to peruse around it last night, but it gives you an idea of some of the sections in the book and also how to get your hands on the book. Well, we're very proud of that. I, I, I have a wonderful webmaster that that is working to get all that put together, and we have we still have some tweaks and adjustments that's going to happen and some additional things that are, that are going to be included on the website. But yes, uh, Mark, I appreciate that. I, I do encourage everyone to go out to the website and, and check it out. Um, uh, we, we are very, very fortunate in, in the Cigar Blueprint to have such strong industry relationships. Um, all of the uh, images in the book are uh, are branded images based on if it's if it's related to uh, accessories and that type of thing it's Zycar uh, industry leader world leader in accessories for cigar smokers um, they they provided us with the the images and the things that we needed there um, Tobacconist University uh, granted us the permission to use images and charts uh, graphs and things from their curriculum um, so those partnerships are key for us. The, the Cigar Rights of America, as I've mentioned a few times tonight, we have a tremendous partnership with them. Um, our book is, uh, I, I'm not sure if it's available right yet, but I think it's live possibly right now. If not, it will be probably by next week. Uh, the book will be available uh, through the CRA uh, website, through their online store. Um, it will also be an option for new CRA members to uh, to opt into having a copy of the book 
as part of a, a part of signing on for membership. Um, we just went live, I believe, today uh, with the link on Zycar's website, um, and uh, Zycar is is just a great partner in what we're doing, and we will be, uh, I believe, there will be a press release coming out uh, next week, and it will be in their newsletter as well as the CRA's newsletter, uh, and and we're we're just truly blessed by that. Um, the website is in development still. I mean, it's out there. We love it. It looks great. There's a lot of stuff that's going to be coming online with that. We're going to be running contests and promotions, and we're going to be listing retailers where you can get the book. We're 100% we're on, on supporting brick and mortars, and so we're going to be helping people find the book in their particular state. Um, there's going to be pictures. Like we're going to launch a gallery of pictures, and we're going to we're going to encourage people that have the book to post pictures. Uh, Yvonne has a page 45 blog that is going to uh, be interactive uh, for cigar smokers, male and female, uh, on the website. Um, so there's there's many many things we're going to be posting where we're going to be doing events and book signings and those kind of things. Um, the movers and makers that we haven't really talked about yet, that section of the book, um, they're on the website, and there's links on the website to those great folks. So we just really consider ourselves to be very fortunate to have the caliber of people uh, participating in what we're doing in, in the book. And, and Mark, to you and, 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 to, uh, and to Ben and, and, and Mark Sr., uh, we are just honored to be a part of what you do with, with Cigar Tipsters. I mean, podcasts to me are the, are the future of broadcasting, and I think that um, your reach uh, is, is already growing, and it's going to be phenomenal. And, I, and for us to be able to be a part of this is, is just one more thing that, that we are so grateful for. Um, and, uh, it's uh, definitely yes, thank you for Definitely our pleasure to have you guys here. Uh, well, for, thank you for helping us promote. We really appreciate it. And for our listeners, if you go to the Cigar Tipsters homepage, the first rotator on the page is uh, pertains to Cigar Blueprint, and it will link you to Amazon where you can buy the book. Uh, so let's talk just a brief second about your, your relationship with Amazon and uh, how people can buy the book through them. I want to say, first of all, that our primary focus is getting the books into cigar shops. Absolutely. Um, certainly there are people, you know, for instance, we shipped a book yesterday to Texas. And we, we're not physically in Texas yet. And Mark and I are road warriors, and we've put a mile or two um, out there. And um, so in the areas that the book is not yet in a shop, um, we do encourage people to go to Amazon type in Cigar Blueprint, it's super easy to order as Amazon is, and within a couple of days the, you know, the book is in their hot little hands. Um, we also encourage people who have perhaps reached out to us, um, mostly from the West Coast where, where we are not physically just yet, to let us know where they typically go to, to hang out at a cigar shop because then we want to get that cigar shop into their neighborhood, or I'm sorry, the Cigar Blueprint in, into their neighborhood shop. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna probably tell on myself now with my age, but there was a song in the 70s. Uh, there was a line in there that said that you you can't dance and stay uptight. And I feel <laughs> I, I feel and I'm not gonna sing for you, but I, oh, I feel like uh, <laughs> I feel like you can't go into cigar shops and stay uptight. I don't care what kind of day you've had or what kind of sadness or heaviness might be on your heart at any particular time, cigar people are the best. You, you walk into, as we have, into shops that they don't know who we are yet coming in the door and so welcoming and, and, and just so willing, just, just like the day that, that we spent with you. Just hours passed and it was so easy and it, it could have been many, many more hours. And, it's just it takes you just to to a, a different place, and I just think that that's wonderful. So if you're hearing this and we're not yet in your state, um, and you want to get the book right now, please do order online. Feel free to send us an email and let us know where where you're smoking. We'll reach out to to your shops. Yes, I I, I totally agree. Our 
our focus is the brick and mortars, and um, we want to be in, you know, we'd love to be in every shop in every state and and uh, and actually around the world at some point, but but we, you know, realistically we know that's going to take time, and so we do have the book available on Amazon. Uh, there is a link on our website that will take you there, or you can go directly to Amazon, um, and. Uh, uh, if if you if you want a signed copy of the book or if you're giving it as a gift, we're more than happy to do that as well. Um, but we want it we want it in everyone's hands. We've been really fortunate to have uh, a lot of sales come through, uh, and we end up getting really good positive feedback from the people that buy the book through Amazon, and even to the point where they're they're actually taking the book to their local retailer and saying. I bought this book on Amazon. I really think it would be great to have it here in my in my home shop that I frequent all the time. So you know, it, it it's a wonderful thing to know that we have people that are actually working as salespeople for us, and we don't even have to pay them. <laughs> but no, it, all, all kidding aside, you know, it, it's great that that they're out there helping us like that. And and Facebook is fantastic. <clears throat> Social media is such a powerful tool. In this industry, um, and so we we stay very active with Facebook. Uh, we have a cigar blueprint like page. We appreciate people getting on Facebook and liking that page. Um, and uh, we're working. We will have eventually um, a feed that will uh, go directly from our Facebook like page to our website. Um, so yeah, I mean, the, the, getting the word out is key, and and staying in communication with all the wonderful people. That buy the book. Um, it's it's wonderful to see. Uh, you know, I never get tired of going onto Facebook and all of a sudden something pops up uh, under a notification that the book has been tagged by someone and that they're enjoying the book and they're 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 utilizing the book for what it was intended for. Um, this is more than just a business for us. This is this is an extension of our passion for. The cigar industry and for cigar people in general, and so it's it's very gratifying to know that we've created something that people are actually enjoying and using, um, and so I, I just I, I hope that uh, it will continue to grow and we can get into more shops. Uh, you know, we're we're probably in about 15 states now, and uh, we're we're looking all the time for ways to expand that and by attending events and. And we will be also, uh, I'll say this, uh, many of the movers and makers have invited us to, to come out and be a part of their particular events across the country. And we're going to be putting up a schedule for what we're going to be doing with, with those folks uh, over the, the coming days. Uh, so there will be a chance for uh, us to, to actually get out and meet more and more people. Uh, and when, when we get a chance, Mark, I'd like to talk a little bit about that section of the book. Absolutely. I was I was actually going to segue into that because you mentioned movers and makers again. So give the listeners just an idea of some of the names that you're talking about here. Well, when I when I put the book together, um, I never really in, intended to have advertising per se in the book. It, it, it kind of ended up going that direction on a limited basis because of the support that we got from so many wonderful people in the industry. Um, and so I was I was thinking about it. You know, the book was kind of in in development for about four years, and uh, I was thinking about how I could utilize the book as a as a vehicle for the reader to connect with these wonderful people that Yvonne and I have had the, the privilege to get to know. And so the title "Movers and Makers" came to me because not all people that are in this industry are cigar makers, and I consider those non-cigar makers to be cigar movers. They're they're actually doing one thing or another for the industry. Whether it would be like our our, our dear friend Matt Booth, who not only is a you know a cigar guru now over over his course of his journey in the cigar world, he's be, he's become a leader. Uh, but he's an incredible artist and. An incredible jewelry maker, and he's developed an incredible 
line of jewelry that fits the cigar lifestyle, as he calls it. And uh, so we wanted to highlight that. Um, we've got another company who uh, is represented in the book who specializes in, in, in of all things, it's, uh, it's medical grade water. Uh, it's water that is beneficial to the body as you drink this water. These, not only is this wonderful when it comes to actually pairing drinks with, with your cigars like uh, espresso and things like that if you utilize this water, but, but it also, it's a cleansing and it, it's a palate cleansing type of experience. Um, they're represented in the book. Um, there are the great folks, again, from Zycar who have just been uh, um, amazing to us. They're represented in the book with their accessories and the education about how to use their accessories. Um, and then you get back to the to the the, the, the makers and those those great folks. Um, you know, I, I don't want to leave anybody out. Um, so I'll just basically say that it's it's some of the who's who in, in this industry. Uh, some of the some of the most recognizable names are in this book uh, in the industry. And then we also have some of the, the new people that, to me, are the future of the industry because of what they do with boutique cigars. And when I say boutique cigars, we're talking limited edition, small batch cigars that will be here today, maybe not tomorrow, be replaced with something different tomorrow. Uh, these folks are putting together cigars that are on a level that has never been seen before because it's so critical that the quality, the construction, the taste, everything be present in these cigars. Um, and, they're, and they're super premium, some of them. And then some of them are very affordable. But they're wonderful cigars. And they're a part of the movers and makers section. And one of the very, very special things that we did that kind of makes the book a little techish is we have included QR coding in the book. So everyone that's in the book, as far as a mover or maker, advertiser, uh, and I use that term very loosely because this is not a magazine filled with advertisement, but the people that are in the book and we're promoting and highlighting what they do, they have a QR code. And you can take your smartphone, uh, any scanning device, and you can, you can scan that QR code, and you can go directly back to them personally or to their website or to whatever point of contact they've chosen to give us, and you can connect with those people, and you can interact with them, and you can discuss the cigars, and you can look at the special offers and things and the new products that they're coming out with. So it makes the book have life. The book, you know, does not become stagnant. There, there's always something new that you can find out. We have a QR code that will link them back to our website. Uh, there's a code in there that also goes to a sister website that we manage called tobaccoevents.com. That website um, is a review site. And so there's a new cigar reviews on that weekly. Um, and we have one of the, in my opinion, one of the best uh, palettes in the industry, a gentleman by the name of Stephen Wolf. He goes by Wolfie. Um, just an amazing cigar smoker, excellent writer, and he reviews cigars and has for the last few years uh, on that website. So there's a lot in the book that you can experience um, through these QR codes. We're also encouraging all the retailers that buy the book to generate their own QR code, whether it would be on a small Avery label and attach one to the back of each book so that that book becomes alive to that particular retailer. And when you get that book into the uh, consumer's hands, and they have that opportunity to be at home and they hit that smart code, uh, uh, the quick response code, they hit that with their smartphone, they can find out what your particular shop has special that week or what events are coming up that week or that month in the shop. So that's a very, very important part of the book as well and makes this book, I think, extremely unique is that um, you can be in touch with some of the who's who uh, in the industry at any time, and uh, it, it gives it gives a real life, I think, to this book that you don't just find in in, in most cigar books that are out there today. Um, 
So that was something that we did and we developed that, that we're very proud of. You know, Mark talks about this being a, a, a pocket guide, and, and it does indeed fit in your pocket, but it also fits in your pocket book. So, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I tend, to, I tend to use some generic terms like guys a lot. I'm learning not to do that. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it does. It, it, Yvonne's definitely correct. It fits in your purse. It fits in your cigar, you know, gig bag pouch, whatever. It easily fits in a shirt pocket. It was designed that way. Um, it's 190 pages, uh, about the size of, I guess you would say, a, a, you know, a pocket New Testament. It's very convenient, very easy to, to put in your shirt pocket, uh, your purse, whatever you're carrying with you, and, and to have it with you. And, and, you know, as I said, it's just fun. I mean, there's so much in there that you can have fun with. Um, and, uh, and we're looking at developing some ways that, that we can have some contests and people can share their tasting notes and be able to, um, you know, get into a network with other cigar journaling people and, and find out, hey, am I tasting the same thing you are? Are, are you, you know, uh, my good friend uh, uh, Jorge Amateo uh, over at uh, Tobacconist University, the president of the university, uh, Jorge is uh, an amazing guy, and he, uh, he has developed a cigar uh, that basically he has released it under the R&D name. And that cigar, uh, he actually tells you what is in that cigar, the exact blend. And you can actually get a cigar as well as the individual uh, leaves that were uh, using that cigar that are actually rolled into tiny cigars. So you can taste each one of those types of leaf and, 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 and develop your palate to understand what you're tasting when you smoke the entire cigar together. I love that concept, and it fits hand in glove with what we're doing with the book. Um, I encourage everyone to get a hold of Tobacconist University, get a hold of Jorge, and, uh, and, and purchase the R&D cigar and, and the whole the R&D pack so that you can develop your taste and, and your palate, I should say, and, and journal those notes in our book. Um, I think that it's a, it's, it's a wonderful way to, uh, to really train yourself to, to appreciate a good cigar smoke. I agree. Uh, as we get ready to kind of wrap this thing up here, Ben, do you have any questions that you'd like to ask Mark or Yvonne? Not really questions, but I wanted to just kind of piggyback off Yvonne that, you know, with cigar smoking, I think it's the cornerstone of the original social networking when you're actually involving people, not just tweets and likes and Facebooks and Facetubes or whatever it is. Um, and I think the book, of Cigar Blueprint, I, I think has a trifold benefit uh, from my perspective. And I think one is that it helps you understand what you're smoking and like the composition, the process. Uh, of, of what the cigar actually is, which leads into having a deeper appreciation, knowing what it is and what it takes to get to that point. Um, and I think once you have that deeper level of appreciation, it kind of stirs in me and inspires me to join groups like CRA to defend this product and, and why I'm joining and not just, you know, because someone's assigned this petition against anti-government, but why you're doing that. Um, so it, it really opens your eyes, and I think the more we can get more people educated on the cigar itself and, and and how it's made and why we join groups like CRA, it gives us a stronger foundation as a group and as a voice to defend the right to do this. Um, because, I mean, the cigar is beautiful in and of itself, but we need the means to smoke it like we need more you know, cigar shops and, and to have the government lift their hands off that and to focus on bigger problems than rolled up tobacco. So, um, you know, I really, that's what I really appreciated about the book was not just learning all the, the terms of, and the glossary and stuff like, you know, retro nasal olfaction, all these, you know, fancy terms, but it was also, you know, what it is and, and why I smoke. And it's like, oh, so that's, you know, this, these leaves came from this chateau and came from this, came from this country and, and this is how they grow it and this is why it tastes like this. It helps me develop my flavor profile. And then knows what I what I'm smoking, why I'm smoking, and why I enjoy it because it fits my profile, and that I can share that education with others now that I know it, and vice versa, and we can learn off each other. And uh, I, I just think it makes us, uh, you know, better people for it. 
So that, that's what I really appreciate about it. I, I appreciate those those words uh, as well. And I, you know, one of the things we've also heard people that they're utilizing the book as almost discussion groups in cigar shops, so they can actually sit together. Not something you're going to probably be doing on your on your your phone device. You know, they're going to sit and they're going to discuss the book. They're going to discuss their journaling thoughts. It, it really builds that uh, camaraderie of, uh, amongst cigar smokers in the local shops, and I'm really pleased to see that. One last thing I want to say too regarding the CRA. Um, it's a fantastic organization, and if, if you're not a member, I encourage you, please become a member because the money is is used solely in order to to protect our rights as cigar smokers. And there is a QR code in the book that takes people back to membership, so they can sign up uh, and become members. And one of the things Yvonne and I decided to do early on was to contribute money back from the book sales to the CRA and that's something that we're we're looking forward to being able to do as well this year and uh, yeah I, I highly encourage you to please become a member of the CRA um, everybody is needed and everybody's voice is important in this industry yes it absolutely is and just to recap a little bit uh, www.cigarblueprint.com or Cigar Blueprint on Facebook give them a like or a, a thumbin, however you want to look at that. <laughs> but uh, follow, <laughs> follow them. Check out their website, and most of all, check out the book. And if your local brick and mortar doesn't have the book, talk to them about it, and let Mark and Yvonne know where you're smoking. That way, they can get the information to your shop owner, and hopefully, get the book in the shop with you. Uh, I want to say thank you to Mark Hall and Yvonne Scheider for being here tonight. It was a pleasure having you both here. Always a pleasure to talk to you, Mark. Absolutely, Mark. We, we just love you guys. And ben, we really, really appreciate you being with us tonight, too. Absolutely. You're very welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you, and thank you to everybody listening, and we'll see you next time. This has been a Cigar Tipsters production.